I welcome you to Real Life Mom, the podcast and vlog. Today, I will be speaking to my very special guest, Priya Gopi, all the way in London. Hi, Priya. How are you doing? Hey, Mira. It's good to be back. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's so good to see you too. Um, today, we'll be talking about mental health and wellness, um, and specifically, how does time impact uh, on our mental health and well-being? Um, Priya, I must let you know, uh, from the last time that we spoke, I had such great feedback, positive feedback with regard to our podcast and the vlog. A lot of people came back to say it was very inspirational. And this is why I'm so excited to chat to you again. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I've enjoyed our session together, the excitement, the energy, and that's really good to hear in terms of, of feedback. I think a lot of people are struggling and looking for answers that are quick and easy and practical. So let's hope this, uh, this ticks the boxes for them. Mira, I'm so pleased that we've done the physical health and nutrition podcast, but with this aspect in terms of mental health, it is such a large topic to cover. And we're going to break this down into three different podcasts. This is the first one of three. And it's just so that we have more time to elaborate on the content. So uh, really looking forward to today. Okay, great. So um, as a basic introduction, um, can you please um, share with my listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself so, you know, they know who they're speaking to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my background is a senior human resources professional. So I've been working in mainly corporate banking for the past 15 years. I've opened up my own consulting business in London called PD Leadership Consulting uh, as of 2015. In terms of my qualifications, I've got a master's in human resources. Uh, I obtained that in 2009. And prior to that, my first diploma was a biotechnology diploma from Technicon Natal. So uh, very humble roots and a very humble big beginnings and I was very, very pr privileged that my parents could afford um, to put me through tertiary education straight after high school. In terms of what I'm doing now, uh, more recently I have been working for my local charity, uh, doing a lot of community work in terms of women's health. So I counsel women on a one-to-one -one basis, speaking about their mental health, physical health, nutrition, all via Zoom. So it's really good that the technology works when it does. Um, and that enables me to understand my clients a bit better. But it's something that I love because we as women, we have so much to give in society, but we also go through life phases of puberty to pregnancy through to perimenopause to menopause. There's so much that we have to look forward to. So understanding mental health is so crucial. And I'm so pleased that we are spending time today to speak about this in our podcast. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Oh, and I must add more recently, since the last two weeks, I've been a Barnet COVID-19 health champion. Oh, so that cool. means, yeah, so that means volunteering in terms of getting the right and accurate WhatsApp information <laughs> and infographics wow. about uh, how many cases we have, what's happening in the community. And so the role and the expectations are that I will use my influence and network to share those correct and accurate messages with my friends, my networks, my colleagues, my community. So that's a really exciting piece of work I'm doing 
right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great responsibility. Wow. Okay, that's pretty amazing. They don't have something like that here in South Africa. So we just oh, relying on crossed. social media. But yeah, um, Priya, uh, back to our current situation. Here we're standing now in April, and I know we had a chat, I think, um, early in March. Can you please tell me um, sort of what's new, what's been happening since? Can you like, yeah, share with us what's new in this field? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, um, gosh, time has really flown by, hasn't it, Mira? It just mm. feels like Easter's yeah. come and gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The fucker sands and Easter eggs. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of eating. Um, here in the UK, we have uh, April marks the start of a campaign called the Stress Awareness Month. So it is for the entirety of April and it's been running for 29 years. So it's quite a well-known campaign. Uh, what I really love about it is it allows people to talk about stress and burnout and anxiety and normalize the language rather than uh, hiding it away or feeling embarrassed or ashamed about feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Um, the Mental Health Foundation over here has found that over the past year, about 74% of adults in the UK have felt at the point either overwhelmed with stress or just unable to cope with anxiety. Um, and of course, a lot of it is due to the pandemic. But it just goes to show that, you know, now more than ever, these are these are important topics that we need to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, April is one of my favorite months of the year. Yeah. And it again, it's the hot cross bun thing, right? So I absolutely love munching on hot cross buns. And here's the thing. We're going to speak a little bit more about the hot cross bun effect and stress and the impact it has. Uh, so, yeah, there's more to come a little bit later on in the podcast. There's a little teaser for you, Mira. <laughs> ah, okay. I mean, I'm intrigued. Tell me, I know there's definitely a link between how stress impacts your mental health. Um, and because, I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's, it means a lot. So um, maybe if you could um, tell us more about that, I'm, I'm really interested to learn more because I think it definitely would um, help others. Sure. I mean, Mira, in our third, first podcast together, you asked me such a good question about time and how I manage my time. And I felt a little bit like a little twinge of guilt because I hadn't answered your question fully. So I answered in autopilot mode and I just said, oh, I'm ruthless with time and I focus a lot on my time and my time is precious, right? We all know yeah. that. But I wonder if I could delve a little bit more into what I had meant because I spoke about what I do with my time in terms of I'm ruthless and focused, but I didn't really share with your listeners about how I manage my time. And I have a really good tool to discuss with you. So I was wondering whether we could just unpick that a little bit more now. Sure, yeah, Priya, I think that will be great. Um, I think also um, the pandemic has made um, the time that we have, uh, much more valuable, not just for me, like, um, and with regard to family, but for everyone. So yes, please, please do share more. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested myself to learn. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, 
Yes, it has been detrimental. This pandemic has been really just so tiresome and has made people feel so weary. And, um, you know, we're coming to a point where we're coming out of the pandemic. So I'm really feeling positive about this year. I mean, a year ago, we wouldn't have known whether we were going to get a vaccine or any of that stuff. However, I do see two groups of people on a spectrum. The first um, side of it is whereby there's teenagers or school going kids that have had so much of time because of lockdown and not going to school physically that there was a lot of boredom, but also quite a lot of isolation. And then you have the other end of the spectrum whereby it's busy people like yourself, you no know, busy moms, parents that have had to learn new skills really very quickly, get to grips with technology, online schooling and the rest of it. And on top of that, might even have aging parents that are shielding or vulnerable. And so that comes with so much of stress and anxiety. But I do feel that we're moving towards more of a recovery phase and we will come out of this stronger. Um, if I could share something I learned quite early on in my career was something called an Eisenhower matrix. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. It's just two questions. What is urgent and what is important, right? So imagine a quadrant and you decide what little tasks go into each box. So the first box is what is urgent and what is important. So if I use, you know, the pandemic and my own little tasks, I need to do this now. It's due soon. It's could be the mortgage or the bond, it's bills, it's whatever it is I need to do now. And the consequence of not doing this now and doing it first is that it might have a negative impact. All right. So these are really important and urgent tasks. So I lump this all in, in the first box. The second box is um, what is important but it is not that urgent, right? So here I can schedule uh, calling my mum because my mum is in Durban and you know she's yeah. shielding and vulnerable. So I need to remember to schedule this call in. Or it could be going for a run, it could be going for a walk, getting some fresh air. These are quite important, but I can schedule them in. So it's just being mindful about you know that box. And then I think that's also quite good because it is a box whereby it's more reflective and it does help in terms of helping your mind, your body, as well as your soul. What's good for your soul in terms of the long term? It could be learning a new skill or a hobby. So we'll put all of that into that box, which is important. Yeah. And then what is uh, urgent, but not that important? Now, this is an interesting box because it's usually the favor. So somebody asks you to do a favor for them and it's absolutely your choice to do it or not, mm -hmm. but it is to their deadline. So this could be some work emails that you do not need to respond to immediately, some work meetings, but always consider, you know, do I need to potentially delegate it or push it out? But as you can see, these first three boxes, they reduce in terms of the importance and urgency. Now, the fourth box is one I call the not urgent and not important box. This is the do not do it box. It's the naughty box, right? And we all guilty of it. It's the, it's the too much spending time on social media or scrolling through LinkedIn or you know, how important is it to type up 
my opinion on a Facebook community group, for example. It's all these time wasters and distractions when you could be doing something more important and urgent with your time. So this box is the do not do it box. It's the naughty box and it's not really serving a purpose in your life. So uh, this is very much how I break up um, time using this this matrix. Ah, yes, I love this four quadrant uh, box. Um, I, I, I think it's fairly practical and easy. Um, and it's also um, a good way for moms like me to basically allocate tasks that I have and prioritize tasks. Um, I think also once you put pen to paper, um, it, it really, uh, everything starts to get into perspective and, and you kind of understand. But yeah, I think if you do something like this, um, for example, every morning, it, it would be helpful, you know, for your plan for the day. So yeah, that's an excellent yeah. idea. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And so this is why I answered that question in autopilot, because I don't need to use the matrix anymore. And when I speak to my clients, they find it really helpful and they do put pen to paper. So Mira, it's absolutely fine um, for you to share my example. I've, I've got a handwritten copy of it. And you know, you can take part as well and, and do yeah. your handwritten copy of your task list. I would and... share with everyone, yes, because um, it is it is something that you know once you look at it um you kind of know exactly oh you know what i mean um so yeah i will be sharing that on the blog um uh, maybe in the next week or so yeah so guys yeah look out for that fabulous so mira i mentioned the hot cross bun and uh it takes me back to a time whereby i was munching a hot cross bun um, from falcon's bakery in yeah. reservoir hills so i don't know whether you remember i do remember uh, it yes, <laughs> so so yeah so what I mean by that is I need uh, for you to just visualize an actual hot cross bun with, with the icing across mm. and how this impacts um, the stress in our body. So if you imagine again four quadrants and we'll start off with thoughts. During this pandemic at, at the very beginning, I'm pretty sure it was quite normal to have negative thoughts about anxiety and stress. You know, what if my child contracts coronavirus? What happens then? What if it's my parent, right? And yeah. so we felt this overwhelming anxiety. And so thoughts can be, um, dark thoughts thought can thoughts can be happy thoughts it can be guilt it could be shame it could be do with positive or negative and as we come out of this pandemic this is a good way to remember that they're just thoughts they come and they go but what happens is if we start focusing on the negative ruminating thoughts it can seep into how we feel so we can yeah. feel more anxiety and more stress and these feelings can be ever so powerful because it has an impact on something called body sensations right mm -hmm. so the three quadrants are the thoughts the feelings and these body sensations and what happens is we start feeling the stress building up in our body our heart begins to beat a little bit faster, get sweaty palms, 
we feel really worried and anxious. We have struggled sleeping at night. You know, it's really very hard to decipher the truth from reality because these feelings are so strong and so powerful. And then what comes in the last box is the actions. And sometimes what we do is it, these thoughts and feelings are so overwhelming and they take control of our lives that it impacts the actions. And we could feel like, I don't want to talk to this person or I want to run away or I just want to become really quite timid and just to myself and I need my own space. And it links back to how we've been feeling in the pandemic, whether it's, you know, those two extremes of the spectrum, the isolation and loneliness versus the extreme stress and the pressure. So the hot cross bun effect just is a good reminder to say that we just this one person and all of this is linked. So the power of the mind and negative thinking can have an impact on your physical body. And I know we're speaking about mental health, but this is such an easy model to remember that it is all linked. You are one person. You can't stop one from the other. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, thanks, Priya. I think that makes so much of sense. And um, <clears throat> it really it really makes puts things into perspective as well. You know, we are one person. We, we need to be able to also control, you know, all of these um, thoughts and emotions. And, and remember that, I mean, we need to stay on the positive side. As much as we can consciously do, you know. Yeah, and, and the beauty, <laughs> it's not, e of course, it's not easy. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. People are struggling. It, it, it's a challenge. It is a mm -hmm. daily challenge. It's not over yet, but this year will be a better year than last year. I'm sure about that. But Mira, being a Durban girl, I would like to say that there's one thing that I use in my practice with my clients. And um, it is to remember a really positive and strong experience uh, which you've had in your life. Um, and it is because our mind is as huge as the galaxy above us. It is as easy to say as, oh, you know, I just want to send my mind on holiday to Hawaii for a little while. This is only when you're really very, <laughs> this is only when you're very, really, very stressed or when you're having cr chronic stress, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it is about trying to um, use this technique of memory recall or experience that's really strong and very positive. So I speak about, you know, being born along the coast because the beach is very much part of my life. You know, yeah. I absolutely love the beach. I'm sure lots of people love the beach. I'm not saying anything new um. here. But um, very recently, just a few years back in 2019, I went to Japan to watch the Rugby World Cup and we did a little run over some sand dunes and you couldn't see the beach, but you could hear it. And it was just this loud crashing waves. Wow. And when I got to the top and I looked at the ocean, it was just wild. It was, it was, it was unbelievably strong waves, really dark, very high, very loud and really very powerful on a pebble beach. And, it was quite overwhelming and it reminded me of, okay, sometimes we get into this dark thought space and ruminating and worry and anxiety. Yeah. Um, and that's just an example of, of um, 
you know, a beach whereby it was it was just nature's force in front of me. And I just I was in absolute awe of seeing that. Yeah. And then I take my mind back to um, going to Brazil, to Rio de Janeiro, and visiting an eco island called Ilha Grange. And it's a tiny population of about 3,000 people. There's no cars. Police are on like scooter, quad bikes. Wow. It's really quite rural. Um, and did a little hike and got to this beach. I, I think it was rated one of the top 10 beaches in the world, but it's called Lopez Mentes Beach. And when I had a swim and I looked out back, there was just green trees and bushes and there wasn't a single building or a hut mm. and the the water was blue and crystal clear and there was hardly any waves and the yeah. sand was white it was just the one of the best beaches you know in the world and okay. i hold on to, <laughs> i hold on to that memory and it, that was 2011 sure. but i do hold on to that memory and i take myself back to that because how wonderful and how privileged I was to experience that. And I can send my mind back, you know, <laughs> which sounds yeah. a bit strange. I don't know, is, is, does that make sense to you? Do you feel Absolutely. like- I mean, um, it sounds <laughs> like there's some sort of peace in that moment that you could just like bounce back and try, you know, sort of like something from Star Trek, beam me up to that point, <laughs> <laughs> to that point in your life where things were perfect and, everything was peaceful and and as you tell it to me you know I, I feel that peace you know uh, yeah. the, the the beach the, the pebbles the the waves crashing gently I mean it sounds amazing yes it is and and it's that perspective of the waves come and go and they can be positive and negative dark or happy but I you app called Headspace. I'm quite a big fan of it. And Mira, I wonder if I could play a really short, less than a minute clip uh, so that oh. your listeners can have an experience of what the space is. Yeah, go for All it. Right. Let's, let's give it a shot. Okay, let's do that. I think a really nice analogy is the difference between the waves and the ocean. So one day the waves might be no more than ripples on the surface. Another day, they might be huge, loud, crashing waves. But the waves are not separate from the ocean. They're still part of the same thing, even though they appear different for that moment in time. And they might be beautiful to look at. They might be terrifying to look at. But they're still part of the same ocean. Just like thoughts can seem pleasant or unpleasant to look at but they're still part of the same mind. So there isn't our mind and our thoughts, a mind that thinks and another one that watches it think. There are simply different qualities of mind. Ultimately, there is only one mind. All right. That's great. So yeah, that's a really good app. I, I use it. It's got it's got really good soothing music, just uh, background music. So I use it while I'm cooking. It's got high intensity uh, interval training workouts. Wow. And then it's got meditation. Yeah. So, so you yeah. know what I'm going to do after yeah. this is I'm going to download that app. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's the Headspace one. There's Calm app. There's loads of apps. It's just wow. how you remember to use it and when to quickly, you know, use it yeah. as part of your life. 
find incorporated into your life. Pretty, you know, that, that's really great. And, and I guess um, what I want to do from here is move from sort of the negative mind, uh, negative ruminating thoughts um, into sort of a visualization uh, phase. Um, so yeah, um, maybe if you could share more about that. Exactly. So those memories and those experiences are personal to mine. And you've got to, and listeners as well, dig deep to find your visualization and happy memories that you can hold on to or just send the mind on a little wander and, you know, go visit that happy space again. So, uh, so yeah, I would say very much that visualization to try and stop the ruminating negative thoughts, Mira, is is spot on and it, it can be quite useful. It's just the habit of repetition, as with everything. That's fantastic. Okay, um, now that's a really good prompt, um, Priya. Um, and I, I, I feel like, um, you know, it's something that all of my listeners can um, put into practice. Um, so guys, try the visualization technique, um, how Priya has mentioned now, and take your mind um, to a different place. Um, I'm going to be doing it daily, especially when I'm feeling stressed, because I I feel like um, you can just um, port yourself um, onto an island um, and have that little mind break. um, And it kind of, it will definitely uh, relieve the stress. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Mira, um, the one more thing I wanted to share with you is that apart from the stress awareness campaign of April, Mm -hmm. there's a really cool website called Action for Happiness. So if you find yourself having spare time or you know, quite competitive person, you'd like a challenge for the month. Every month they have these really cool placards whereby you can participate. And so for April, I think it's called Active April. And mm-hmm. you can set, you know, well, they set you a challenge and you can decide whether you want to accept the challenge or not. But I was, I was remembered, I just remembered the podcast we did previously yeah. in terms of uh, April 21st, would you believe is called Eat a Rainbow Day. So oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another teaser for your listeners. If you haven't heard our physical health and nutrition podcast, then you would need to go and download that and listen it, listen to it to find out what is Eat a Rainbow. Absolutely. And um, I've also been sharing some uh, images from Priya and myself um, on social media. So if you don't know what eat a rainbow is go and have a look at at my food um insta stories and you'll get an idea what colorful food looks like so unfortunately unfortunately uh we are at the end of our of our series uh, one of three so um today we were talking about mental health and wellness and well-being um and i think the Actually, the purpose of this uh, session is all of us can strive for progress and not perfection. Um, It's about those baby steps. It's about taking the first step um, and doing something um, and implementing some of these tools in your life. Um, I I know uh, as a parent and and as a mom uh, who's working, life really takes a toll on you. So I hope these helpful tips that uh, Priya and I are sharing um, can go a little way um, into improving your life. Thank you 
so much, Priya, for coming on um, to Real Life Mom. Um, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Um, and I'm looking forward to chatting to you very soon. Thank you so much, Mira. Take care and goodbye. Bye, guys. Is Priya Gopi, the Director of PG Leadership Consulting. Thank you so much, Priya, for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. Stay tuned to the Real Life Mom social media pages for the next part in this three-part series. Leaving you with a small parting shot, it shouldn't be a burden to make small changes to help your mental health. It's about the possibility and the excitement for growth. So let's strive for progress, not perfection. Thank you so much for joining me on this very personal journey and please share how these techniques are helping you. And if there is something more that you would like to learn or have any questions for Priya or myself, then pop me an email on reallifemomsite at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Be safe out there. Goodbye.